Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron. Guys, if you listened to the last episode, I apologize a little bit, just because the audio got a little messed up. It turned out, and I want to share a little pro tip with you guys, that because it got messed up, it forced me to leave my comfort zone, which I've talked about, I think, a lot in that show and in this show coming up. But I normally just have the same process over and over and over again for the podcast, which is great. seems to be working. And because the audio got messed up and the audio was getting picked up by the laptop and not the microphones, I had to go outside my comfort zone, YouTube something, and learn how to fix the audio. And the audio came a million times further than what it was originally, which is why you're listening or you listen to it because it didn't sound the greatest in the beginning. And now because I have all this extra knowledge, every podcast from here going forward is actually going to sound even better. The audio quality will be more regulated. You'll have more depth of tone in people's voices and so on and so forth. But a failure is not always a failure if you learn from it because that will hopefully make every episode further from now or in the future from now much better. So just a little pro tip. Go outside your comfort zone. Learn something. You know, screw something up and try to fix it. That's what I did. You know, hey, it's not a, it's not professionally done, but for a Saturday morning, me banging this thing out and YouTubing stuff, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Came a very long way. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, smash that subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Share it out. Rate it on whatever platform you use. You can check out on all your formats, uh, brutallyhonestpodcast.com. Again, that's brutallyhonestpodcast.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. It comes out every week. You're going to get a little synopsis of what's going on in my life, what people I've had on the show, uh, tips, tricks, and everything to make your life easier. That is the ultimate goal of this podcast. I'm starting to realize that I do the show to make your life easier for, for you to learn because some people that listen to this may not have access to the people that I do. And because of that, my goal is to teach you and allow you to learn in a unbiased opinion where you're not getting things forced down your throat and it just comes up in natural conversation. I've retained and acquired a tremendous tremendous amount of knowledge from my podcast and I'm so excited for the future. I'm almost at my one-year mark. I'm trying to get in as many podcasts as I can before my one-year mark just because I'm curious to know how many I can do in a year and I'm not like trying to cram them in. It's just they keep piling up, piling up. Not a bad thing. Super excited. Love podcasting. And that's pretty much it. Um, just the sponsors, you know, readresumes.com, R-E-E-D, resumes.com. If you're looking for a new job, even if you're not looking for a new job, get a little synopsis of where you are at your, in your life. Ron from Read Resumes has a CPRW, Certified Professional Resume Writer. He is going to produce the highest quality resume for you. No, regardless of the industry that you're in. And if he's not, and it, let's say on the off chance that you come up in an industry that is so finite and not in, let's say, his wheelhouse, he will he will put you in contact with the right people. He genuinely cares about your success. And if he's going to help that, he's going to help you so much. He's going to refine your LinkedIn profile. He's going to get your resume going. And this will open up doors and opportunities that you may have never had otherwise. Go check them out, readresumes.com. Also, huge thank you to the Nerds That Care for sponsoring another podcast, nerdsthatcare.com. If you're a business owner and you need IT help, don't just call your guy. 
He's going to come in the off hours. You're going to have to work later. Your employees aren't going to be as efficient because they're not getting the help they need in the middle of the day. Call a reliable company, a company that's going to do things in the, your best interest. If you need help desk support, you got to keep your employees working. Call the nerds, call the nerds that care. If your backups, if you're, if they're questionable, if you're not sure they're going through, call the nerds that care. They're going to take care of it for you. It's, it's so simple. If you're worried about compliance issues, call the nerds that care. They're going to help you meet your compliance regulations so you don't have to worry about big banks or the government coming down on you. It's so simple. It's a phone call, a consultation, and from there, it's an ever-going process of continuing, continuously refining your ability to stay secure in your work environment and keep your employees running proficiently. You have to keep your employees going in the right direction. It is so critically important. So huge thank you to Nerds I Care for sponsoring the show. Sorry for the long intro, guys. I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, podcasting doesn't always go as smooth as I want it to, which is fine, and I'm constantly learning. You know, I'm just I'm not even a year in, and I've learned a tremendous amount of knowledge. I went from knowing nothing about software and hardware and this kind of stuff to now I'm kind of branching out. I'm still waiting on my graphics card for my computer, and then you guys will have video. Um, I got to mess around with it still, but that's kind of where I'm going with everything. And then once I'm on video, you'll have access to it on YouTube and, and that kind of stuff as well. So my my guest tonight is a gentleman by Ralph Cerullo. We covered not too much business, but stellar guy, great conversation, super smart. I mean, outrageously smart gentleman. And he gives a lot of ideas and aspects and we have a great conversation just about life you know it's always nice to bounce ideas off people and they give you your give you their feedback so definitely check uh i shouldn't say check it out because you're listening to it but without any further ado please welcome ralph cerulo The ketogenic diet is, it's super low carbs. Okay. So I think it's like 25 to 27 grams of carbs a day. All right. Like zero sugar. Yeah. No added sugar. No, nothing, no, none of that stuff. And then it's super high fats. Okay. And um, so it's a lot of vegetables, like a lot of oils, like coconut oil. Okay. Um, coconut oil, uh, extra virgin olive oil, uh, MCT oil, which is like coconut oil refined. And then, um, you know, like... It's kind of like Atkins with a lot of vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, though, man, I miss bread. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't had, I haven't had a slice of bread since January 1st at 6 o'clock. So I'm going to tell you a story. I did like an at, my own version of Atkins because everybody okay. says they're doing Atkins, but really it's just like everyone's like, I'm going to stop eating pasta. I'm going to stop eating bread and I'm so, just going to yeah. eat sausages well, for lunch every day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did this, and it was easy for me because I, I, I like things where I don't feel restricted. So I'm mm. like, okay, I'm going to cut out all these bad, you know, sugars, carbs, all this stuff, starchy carbs, all this stuff, and I'm just going to eat steak. I'm going to eat bacon. I'm going to eat all the meat products that I love. Mm-hmm. And at least where I'm sacrificing on one end, I'm not sacrificing on the mm. other. Okay. Worked phenomenal. I started losing weight. Um, and then I kind of refined it, you know, I'm exercising more. So now I'm adding more vegetables and I'm, I'm refining the diet down to my version of, of Atkins. And eventually I got into where I was eating super, super, super healthy. 
But the not eating the carbs. As soon as I introduced carbs after like two years, mm-hmm. like you ate no carbs for two years. Yeah, it was like two years. Holy yeah, Christ! Yeah. I mean, on and off, I would have yeah. you know, you know, you're at a party, you're like, I can't not eat that hero sandwich. But uh, like most of the time, I was basically no carbs. Screwed my t- metabolism up completely. So really? basically, as soon as I eat carbs. I just like spiked. It was like my body couldn't handle it. I just gained weight really That's fast. That's the weirdest yeah. thing about it. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing because like when I – because I've done this ketogenic diet. Uh, this will be the second or third time. Second okay. time I think. And the first time, the weight just yep. – Gone. Like, yep. you know, three, six months, I, I was down a tremendous amount of weight. And then as soon as I started eating bread again, just – Tack, tack it up, tack it up, tack it up, tack it up. And I'm like, God damn, like, <laughs> yeah. come on. Like, this has to be, like, as much as I hate to say it, but, like, the lifestyle change. Yeah, yeah. And not that I'm not ready for it, because I am. My big thing is that. Yep. Booze. Yep. I love beer. Yeah. Love beer. And I love, and I'm not sure if I like beer or love the experience that comes with beer. Yeah, it's a combination. Yes. It's a um, combination. Because you do love beer. Yes. You know, it's always affiliated with good things. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, oh, you had a bad day. Have a beer. Like, feel better. Yeah. Like, there's no like. It's not like liquor where it's like, oh, had a bad day. Get 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 retarded. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, I'm I'm gonna have a beer. I'm gonna relax. Exactly. And it's it's got this facade of like so celebrated. Like, yeah. yeah, There's you know liquor events and stuff like that. But it's like, like Oktoberfest. Exactly. Biggest beer drinking event in the world. It's 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 the activity in that alcohol family mm-hmm. that's like it can be like a family oriented barbecue event yep or it could be like a night out with the boys yep so it kind of bridges those two worlds mm-hmm. that's why you associate it with all these wonderful things and that's what makes the habit even harder to break yes a hundred percent because because as a former smoker that was what it was for me oh. i never had a chemical uh addiction to cigarettes I could stop smoking and not feel like sick or anything for for really? those, that first few days. Uh-huh. It was all physical and it was all association. So, mm. how am I going to drink coffee and not smoke a cigarette? How am I going to, you know, drive in my car and not smoke a cigarette? Yeah. Oh, we're going to go out drinking tonight. I want to smoke a cigarette. Everything I just had a good meal. I need to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So, it's all that association. When you break the association, you break now you're associating not drinking with this new lifestyle change, and eventually that will be the, the norm. Yeah. yeah, it's slowly breaking into it where I'm not like getting tempted by booze. Right, and like I went out uh, the couple weeks uh, the other day, and I went out for and I had a couple drinks. I had vodka sodas. Yep, it's like try to go zero carbs or as, and low sugar as possible, and I felt like. I don't want to say I felt like shit because I really wasn't that hungover the next day. Okay, but it was just like I didn't feel good <laughs> like i like i've been feeling i wake up other than the fact that there's no heat in my my room right now and it's 35 yeah, degrees in my bedroom too, too. but like i wake up and i'm like i feel good as soon as i take my shower i get ready i'm like all right it's off to the races yeah yeah you know once i'm out of my sub-zero room but like after that night i woke up and i was like <laughs> yeah. i'm a little foggy yep, yep. and i was and the other problem i have is if i like beer i can only drink so much beer and then I get, yeah, and then I get full. Right. Vodka, you can drink all all night, and you're not filling up at all. All night, and yeah. then the problem is, you put the bottle down, and it's gone, and you're like, well, now everything I'm going to do is a terrible decision. <laughs> you, every, like everything, like <laughs> yeah. I have no self control 
under the influence of of hard alcohol. And yeah. I don't mean like I'm going to do something so stupid, but it'll be like, maybe I'll order that pasta. Exactly. Maybe I'll get that exactly. sandwich I haven't had in weeks. Exactly. You know, three o'clock in the morning. Let's go get Taco Bell. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. All this hard work I just did for yeah. weeks and gets ruined like in yep. one night. One plan that never comes to fruition is I'm going to have the vodka soda and then I'm going to order a salad in a little while. Oh, it never comes no, together no, that way. No, <laughs> so. no, And And the, the other thing is, I don't want to say I was a professional, but when you're a bartender, you learn to consume right. heavy amounts of alcohol. And if I knew I was going out, I'd always prep. So I'd have like waffles in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I'd have like pizza for lunch, a lot of protein, a little bit of foliage to keep the stomach. You good. have no absorption now. You're yeah. Just, oh, I'm. Ma- I'm. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> it's not. It's not going to hit the bloodstream for a while. So yeah. I can go all night without becoming an idiot. But it was just like you know I had to prep for that. Yeah. Waffles in the morning, not the best thing for you. Pizza for lunch. Also not the best thing for you. And then you go out and you're like, ah, hey, you know, I'll get this, 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 this. Yeah, what does it matter? At that yeah. Point? And then it's like, all the hard work I just did all week was blown away by yep. one one day of bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. And when you're out for the night, once it hits 12 o'clock, you're kind of counting it as the next day. So you're yep. like, well, if I order a pizza at 2 in the morning. Yeah, oh, I, I might I as well just, have it later that I'll day, t- too. I could tack it on to today. So yeah. I killed two days. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, you, That and then the other bad part is that it when you do have a rough night, the hangover. Yeah, yeah. And then, the hang, and then it's like, oh, what makes you feel better? Greasy food. Exactly. French fries. Exactly. Milkshakes. Like, yep. McDonald's I love how we started breakfast. talking about diets. Yep. All right off the bat. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> I love it. What are we, seven minutes in of diets. Hey, uh, listen. It's important. Health it really is. is. Important, Health so. is important. I'm try, I'm going to try this app though. Lose it. Yes. Might as well lose talk it. about that one more time. I I do have uh, I have a couple apps actually. The problem is I don't I got to try lose it because it says I've downloaded it before, but there's a the who was that had a really good app. Fitbit. Oh, okay. They yeah, made yeah. a great app, but you have to buy. Yeah, a Fitbit to use the app, right. and then like once it loses sync, you can't really use the app anymore and stuff like that. It's a pain in the butt. This is this is a little more manual work, but uh-huh. it, it, it does the trick. Um, and then my fitness pal, but that, I feel like that's a that's a headache to use. Yeah, yeah. You know, some people have great success on it, and and then I was like, by the time you enter everything in, if they don't have the meal that yep. you ate or anything close to what you ate, you know, oh, I got to enter all this custom stuff in. Yep. It was just a nightmare. This one actually will save like like every morning I'm eating like specific like whether it's a granola bar or something. Uh-huh. And like, once you've scanned it a few times, now it's in that, in that breakfast, uh, lineup. Oh really? So oh, I just go cool. in in the morning like and I'm click, like, yeah. I'm doing these, 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 and yeah. these. I've been doing like kale shakes in the morning. So now Good it has you, all, dude. Yeah. 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 The green leafy greens. Leafy it's greens are up. the best, man. Yeah. It's the best. Be careful. They give you kidney stones though. Really? Yeah. So oh, you I've can't not do heard it every that. day. You got to spread it out. Um, Does broccoli and asparagus considered a leafy green? I, I don't know. Like, if the, yeah, I think it's really more like your kales, your spinach, your collard greens, okay. stuff like that. So you just want to kind of balance it out. But mm. when I do the shakes in the morning, I just do like a little mango, some uh, strawberries, a little kale, water. I magic bullet it, and mm, then it's all about I'm, the magic bullet. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm off to the races. After I like that. that. I like that. I'm doing uh, I'm doing intermittent fasting right now. Okay, that's <sighs> tough. Um, some days are better than others. That's you eat, for sure. You eat the second half of the day or the first half? I do twenty three and one. Okay. So I'll I won't eat for twenty three hours and I'll consume for one. And like today, for example, somebody bought sandwiches okay. for the office, and 
a tray of pineal vodka. I'm like, God damn, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I can't have the pineal vodka. I can have the sauce, but right. I can't have the pineal vodka. And then I can't have the bread, obviously, and the sandwiches. So I'm taking the sandwiches off of the bread and eating it. And I crush two sandwiches in like a oh, yeah. couple minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm starving <laughs> yeah. still. Like, and I could, and, and then every, I let every, I made sure everybody else ate first. And then I was like, all right, what else we got? And then right. I'm like, all right, no, like I'll have another innards of a sandwich. And I'm like, oh, I need like a, like I only get two, I only get one hour to eat and I need to eat <laughs> not, not all 2000, but I, like, let me break, you know, yeah. a thousand calories. I know I'm at like 500 right now. I'm like, and I'm, I, now I feel it. I'm like, all right. As soon as this thing's over. Yeah, you got to eat again. I'm going to Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to watch out now when when it's like your feeding time, right? It's like everybody's got to back off yeah. the fridge. I'm usually pretty good. If I don't eat, I'm fine. Right. Like I could go like the other day. I went, 40, I went 50 hours straight, no That's eating. Crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Uh, I can't. And it I wasn't can't. that bad. And I was going to go five days no eating for a five days fast. Yeah. And I was reading in the refeed to like get your body back to like normal was just like you have to go out and get this and get this right. and get this and get this and like you make a shake and you gotta have this and you gotta have this many car okay. this, not carbs this, this much fat and all that and I was like that's a lot of work just to like refuel your body exactly yeah. I'm like why don't I just x nay that and I'll just eat once a day yeah and I've had great success on it you know it's it's you know a couple pounds a week that's that's excellent I think that's the way to go you got to eat every day yeah I, I have a guy uh, I work with. Um, good friend of mine, he actually d- did, it was like water, lemon, honey, and like cayenne pepper. Oh, the master cleanse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And cucumbers probably too, right? I don't know if he did the cucumbers, okay. but he just basically was drinking this water like every day for weeks. Yeah. But then you come off of that and to reintroduce food is like really the hard part. Yes. It's that, not it really so much is. coming off the food, it's reintroducing the food. Mm-hmm. No and to me, it. I just it, that that's just too extreme. If I don't eat for like two hours, like yeah, watch but you're out. A, you're a tall, skinny guy. <laughs> Your metabolism's probably up there. Like my metabolism, I could eat like 500 calories a day. I just gotta make sure those 500 calories are really filling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the sandwiches that I had today, it's like okay, I get a couple pieces of roast beef, you know, a piece no. of cheese, and a couple pieces of lettuce. I'm like, well, that's not like that's yeah, it's food, but like that's right. like a snack. Yeah, you know, I need like. I need, give me guacamole. Give yeah, me like a yeah, real yeah. portion of like meat. Give me Some like substance. a substance. Yeah, give me vegetables. I love vegetables now. I do too, yeah. <sighs> and it's so many, you know, when you when you really introduce vegetables like as like a mainstay in your diet, mm-hmm. it's amazing how much you crave that. It's, it's like anything. If you ate McDonald's every day, you crave McDonald's, mm-hmm. right? If you eat, you know, junk food every day, you're going to crave it. When you start eating the, the, that healthier diet, you, your body starts to crave that. Oh, yeah. And and now, like, when you get to that stage, that's when you really start seeing the results mm-hmm. of that healthy eating. You don't get sick as often. No. You know, you don't Energy have, levels are through yeah. the roof. Oh, yeah. Mental clarity. You sleep better. You wake up. You just feel like at 7 in the morning, you're, like, ready to go. Yep. You know? Minus the 30-degree room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a challenge. Get, dude, getting but out of bed is tough. The cold weather will – the cold atmosphere will actually burn calories for you, so. Oh, I'm totally yeah. cool with it. Just <laughs> getting out of bed. One, getting in bed and getting out of bed. Yeah. Once I'm in bed, like, as long as my bed is, like, not sub-zero. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I don't mind, like, the ice cold on my face right. and all that stuff. I love camping. Like, camping outside is the greatest okay. thing in the world. 
But like getting up, and I don't even mind waking up when it's cold. The problem is getting out of bed. Like yeah. I'm all warm yeah. and there's no source of heat. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. and for anyone who's listening, like Sub-Zero, I mean, my room is 37 degrees. Yeah, yeah. we're not talking Be- yeah. about like it's a little chilly. Yeah, here. it's 37 yeah. to 42 or 43 degrees. Yeah. It is cold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want somebody to be like, oh, what are you, 60 degrees? Yeah. Like, no, it is just above freezing to a little bit above freezing. Yeah, that's like the summit on, like, Mount Fuji or something. Yeah. That's not even, uh, that's not even, like, you shouldn't even be putting your body through no, that, no. essentially. So, like, that's the only time. Like, if once I'm in bed, once I'm in bed, that's fine. Temperature wants to drop. I don't mind sleeping in the ice cold. That doesn't bother right. me. It's only when I go to bed and wake up. Yeah. that That's when it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. But you just tough it out. That's what it is, right? Oh, my th- my igniter is coming for my, ther- okay. my thermos. I can't okay. wait. I get like, s- I have up to 12 days. <laughs> okay. So you're tracking that every day, right? Oh, I just yeah. checked it today. It hasn't even, it hasn't even, I got a track number, but it hasn't even left the facility. Yeah, yet. yeah. And I'm like, com- they said 129 to one, uh, sorry, to two. Two nine, I think. Yeah, okay. it's like a ten day window. Yeah, like, it's like on, it's like what dude. kind of bracket are you giving me? That's oh. like you might as well just put on there. I don't know. <laughs> I can drive there and go get this damn thing. Yeah, yeah. By the time it's here, but just, whatever. Just be honest, we we don't know. <laughs> we have none in stock. <laughs> uh, they printed the label. Yeah. It's just like just right. <laughs> we don't care. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah. You the way they like the way they like notify you about where your package is. Uh-huh. You you think it's like this mess, like like very intricate, like scientific, laborious process where there's like all these people and these logistics, and it's really just like waiting for Freddie to get off lunch so he can like put the bubble wrap, you know, <laughs> in the box and, and it really tape it is. up and put the label on it, you know, and like just hope somebody doesn't like forget it. Yeah. Or it ends up on the wrong pallet. Oh, dude, you know, crazy. and in our minds we're like tracking it like it's this sophisticated. Once you system. get that tracking number, yeah. it's like game is on. Time yeah, to exactly. track it every hour. Yeah. Like not that it's gonna get here any sooner. <laughs> you know, in my mind it's just like a bunch of Keebler elves running around, you know, with packages <laughs> and and I'm and I'm you know, I'm at home just waiting for this package to get there. And the reality is it's like it's coming when it's coming. Yeah, there's and, there's and no it, you know. Oh my god, that's Keebler elves. It's like, all right, uh pass it down the line. Yeah, and exactly. everybody does something different or it's like oh it's being built like johnny's putting a, it's like the it's like the domino's pizza yeah. of like tracking packages exactly yeah yeah so that's you know that's that's how that's how my my mind pictures like you know <laughs> the shipping process the a- amazon fulfillment center <laughs> Dude, I can't wait till there's drones. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be amazing. People are like, that's so stupid. They're going to spy on you. I'm like, uh, that's fine. You can take snail mail because yeah, I exactly. want my shit in 30 minutes. You know, the way I look at it is it's coming no matter what. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah every piece of technology, they're gonna, someone's going to use it for some nefarious purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the reality of it. But I, I always laugh at people are like so afraid of like... The next, you know, oh, when they do that, the world's the world never ends. Yeah, you know, the I'm sure somebody ending. said that about cars. Like, yep. you know, this is going to ruin some aspect of my life. And then the reality is, you adjust, you accept. And cars just make things better. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. I love the, I love when people say, "Oh, I'm just going to shoot it down." Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, that's great. 
Discharge a firearm in your backyard on Long Island. Yeah. We will see how fast you get a one-way ticket yeah. to jail. And, and we'll also see if you actually hit the drone. Yeah. And on top of that, they're like, oh, I'm going to get a free package. You just shot it with a shotgun. Like, what do you think yeah. is going yeah. to happen? Whatever is inside of that there. That Google Home Mini is in little pieces <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> you know, Google Home Mini. It's a small package. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I just, it's crazy, man. It is. The future. It is. The, but it's uh, exciting, the future. So. I'm so excited for it. Yep. The, it's great. I had, I had a, mort- I had a I don't, not a mortician, a, uh, um, a funeral director on yesterday, and, I was tell- and we were talking about, I was like, I'm pretty convinced that if it's not my generation, it's going to be the next generation that will, like, never die. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're just going to extend... Yeah, Life. you'll have longer lives. You lives you'll have. You know, if you break you break a bone, just replace it. It's yeah. like, oh, I lost my arm. Great. Here's a metal. Here's a bionic one. Yeah. You want to lift a tractor trailer? Go for yeah. it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, people are like, why would you want like all bionic things? I'm like, uh, why wouldn't you want to do everything that you can't do now? Also, like, don't if if I lose an arm. I want to live in the age where they can replace my arm. Hell yeah. Where they can grow it in a lab or attach some sort of like, ter- I'll take the Terminator arm. I don't oh, care. Oh, me too. You know, that's I'd fine. Pr- I'd they- prefer the Terminator <laughs> arm. It's not going to break. Yeah. You're going to put it in a special order for the Terminator yeah. arm. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's, why wouldn't you want, you know, this? Te- that's why every time like I'm on LinkedIn and oh. I see like one of those cheddar uh, posts with like. What is cheddar? I keep, I, I just recently I have no just idea, but that. I'm sharing and liking every single one that comes up. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I'm like, I need this bed that is a back scratcher. I need uh, the mechanical yeah, I've arm. I've seen you like yeah. a lot of it. Like, oh, my God. Ralph is, I was like, why is Ralph liking this? This is nothing related to his industry. But I'm like, Not at all. all right, it's pretty interesting. I'll give him that. It just, it just like, I want, if, if they're going to raise money for that, I want to be a part of promoting uh, these amazing technologies that I, I think gotcha. are going to make my life better. It's of really, course. It's a, it's, it's selfishness is really what Dude, it is. Dude, is that selfish? You know? It's a forward progression of the humankind. Exactly. The I mean, look at Kickstarter. Right. Great website. Yep. Great website. You know, if you can't find investors for your crazy idea, I mean, they have. There's a club for everything. Right. God damn it! Like, there's a cuddling service that you <laughs> yeah. could sign up for and pay somebody, and like, I mean, who knows what you're gonna get out of it? Right. But like, you could pay somebody to come to your house and cuddle you. Yeah. For an hour to like. And somebody's God making damn. a living doing that. Somebody's making a living doing yeah. that. And somebody's getting rich off the app yeah, exactly. or whatever it is. I'm like, exactly. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what it is. The apps. The apps have changed the game because the apps 100%. connect everybody with whatever kind of weird stuff they want to get connected with. And whoever controls the apps has has the power. Absolutely. That's basically what it is. The, uh, yeah. Everybody, like I know people that are like, oh, I'm going to get rich. I have this great idea. I'm like, if you are not making software. Correct. You are not going to get yeah. as rich as you think you yeah. are. And every company that you know that you think's not a software company or a technology company mm-hmm. is on the road to becoming a technology company. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what they're doing. And everybody who's not willing to do that is going to die because that is that is what the world is. Everything is a technology company now. Yes. A hundred percent. It has to be. Yep. It has to be. You know, technology moving so fast. I mean- you have there's like what is it two of the three major companies you know Salesforce first company to hit fastest company in the world to hit a billion dollars Dropbox second fastest company second or third fastest company I think to hit a billion dollars billion yep and 
I think in Dropbox, I know for a fact, it's like 98% of Dropbox is free. Yeah. yeah. Like they hit a billion dollars with a free yeah. service. Yeah. Like, it's like when that's all that crazy. stuff first came out, it was like people couldn't wrap their heads. Like, how is this a business? How mm-hmm. is this a business? And now it is the business model. If you're yeah. not if you're not doing it that way, you you're you're missing the boat. It's, yeah, and it's all subscription money. You know, yeah. hey, you want it? Buy it whenever you want it. Get rid of it whenever you want it. You don't have to spend thousand exactly. dollars. You know, you want your own personal NAS network attached storage for anyone wondering. You know, to put one in your house, a good one in your house. It's like a couple thousand could be a couple thousand dollars or you could just pay twenty dollars for the rest of your life exactly for as long as you need it as soon as you don't need it exactly see you later on to the next one and and you've seen like how you know when people are like you know is subscription model really you know here to stay and i I, and i say to those people like look you it's it's infiltrated clothing it's infiltrated everything everything food it's infiltrated everything if you don't think that's here to stay i don't know yeah you know yeah yeah the age of buying something once gone yeah you don't listen to you you don't buy cds anymore you don't you know you can order three meals a day online that get delivered to your house Mm -hmm. blue apron i mean like where 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 do you think this is going this is going to we are living in an age where you can pick up and go wherever you want, and you're not loading a truck full of crap I, to get there. It's crazy, and dude. It's an amazing thing. It's insane. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I'm I'm uh, mind blown at how the world is. Op- I mean, look at you have Airbnb, the right. the largest property rental company that owns no properties. Right. You have Uber, the world's largest taxi company, owns no cars. Yeah. I think they just bought a couple car autonomous cars to test it. But right. other than that, they own no cars. Um, what is it? Facebook, the largest social media yeah. website, doesn't even have like a membership club. You yeah. just sign up. Um, like all of these, there's all these major Alibaba, the world's lar- yeah. largest, uh, what is it, business exchange, has no com- like sells no product. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and most of most of the products that get imported into this country are probably brokered through Alibaba. Basically, that's I just learned that the other day. Yeah, I was crazy. mind blown. Crazy. How many people go to Alibaba for their stuff? Go on. There, go blown. on there right now. You want to become a, a, a you want to start a watch company. Pick the watch. Put your logo on it. Import it into this country. Done. And you're and you're in the watch business. It's it's incredible. I mean, you could. I, it's oh, it's so mind blowing that you could find. And if you can't find what you're looking for and you find a similar product. Right. All you have to do is reach out to the people. Yeah. And they're like willing to make what it, I mean, I was I was like, oh, you know, how cool would it be to have a watch like not watch, um, wallets. Yeah. Because I, I I searched for a wallet for months. And my buddy actually wound up giving me this one and it turns out I love it. I like that one. And, I'm all um, about the thin I've been trying to thin uh, my wallet out. Dude, for thin so wallet life is the way to, is the way to live. Yeah. And uh I'm like, oh, you know, how cool would it be to start a, start like selling wallets, brutal yeah. brutal wallets, you know. Whatever. I'm just throwing ideas around. And I'm starting to look. I'm like, oh, you know, how much can I get them for? This, yeah. that, and the other. This, this one company had a minimum order, 10,000 wallets, a penny each. Wow. Starting price was a penny each. Yeah. Could go up to three to five cents. That's incredible. Each. Yep. I was like, whole, and it was something pretty similar to this. Yeah. And I was like, you have got to be kidding yeah. me. <laughs> three cents. You sell it for a dollar, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, it, it's incredible. God. 
It's incredible. There's a, there's another company. Uh, what is it? SA Company, Salt Armor Company, something like that. They make these like face shields. They're okay. always on Facebook. Um, and the one looks like a clown. One will be camo. One, yeah. will, you know, they all these different ones. And found them on found the exact same ones. Alibaba. Yep. Five cents, ten yep. cents each. Yep. They're selling for twenty dollars a pop. Yep. I'm like, oh my god. China knows what, what it's doing right now. That's that's the bottom line. Today I watched on the news, uh, I, I I was eating my lunch, so I was half paying attention, but it was basically like they mobilized like 10,000 workers and like built a train station or something like that in like a day. Oh my God. Yeah. Look this up. I, 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 I've been meaning all day. Like I've been waiting to get home to like look uh, this up. I'm interested. <laughs> they, they built it. So this is China that built this? Yeah. So somewhere in China, they mobilized a massive amount of people, put this workforce out and one day built like an entire train station or something like that. And it's basically what's, what's, a, what, what's telling about that is how they just are changing no way, yeah, dude. So see, you're seeing yeah. about 1,500 Chinese workers build eight a hours. railroad station in in just over eight hours. Eight hours. Holy eight hours. Jesus, so, dude. So think about what you've accomplished in eight hours. And these guys not a built- not a goddamn <laughs> railroad station, dude. That's yeah. insane, yeah. man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Eight hours. Yep. Yep. And that and that's. That's just, I I don't know if they did it because they had to, or they did it because they wanted to show us that they could. But it's amazing. Regardless, yeah, it's goddamn impressive. Mm-hmm. Eight, just, yep. one somebody somebody said just over eight. Somebody say nine, but like, listen, if you did it in twelve, I'm still impressed. You right? did it in twenty four. Shit, two days, I'd be impressed. Like like the gap between like not impressed and impressed mm-hmm. is Tr- yeah tremendous. The uh, one thing that um I've I've heard of recently is people well wow, this is this is absolutely insane video yeah. I'll turn my laptop so you can see it but just the amount of people that are just all working all together at the yep. exact same times but one of the things that I've seen pretty recently and it's been talked about is 3D printed houses yeah so you'll have your house printed out of um concrete like a concrete yeah. slurry comes out of this and there's two ways to do it you have your your uni arm that is you know it's a can only do a circle so the house yeah. comes out in a circular shape and then the other one that basically they set up these four pillars they tweak it all a little bit and it just builds a, a cube like house that's crazy as big elaborate as you want yeah. and because it only moves so quickly and the slurry is rather strong but it's dries at a moderately fast okay. pace they can basically put whatever you want in there that's i think they just need to i think they just need to lay down like once they do a floor they need to lay down the floor. So they, you mean like they could like three D print the kitchen in? The almost the whole. You there wow. will there'll be a day where we could just hey let's design your house. Yeah. What what kind of house you want? You want yeah. five bathrooms? All right, sounds good. This is you know let's we'll draw it up and then just hey we're gonna hit print. It'll be ready in one oh. month. You know we gotta get the workers. We gotta survey the land, level it, all that kind of stuff, and then from there, game on. Well, they're doing it with everything. Like I saw a machine that lays brick. I've seen uh, like every kind of. Like every kind of automated system you could think of is like I've seen them pour foundations with an automated arm. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy what they're coming out with now. Well, I can only imagine in your industry. Yeah, yeah. Like so, what like, they're that's, coming out with. That's like game changing for us, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I mean, 
and the 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 one funny part is, and I have, and for some reason this conversation comes up a lot, but everyone's like, "Oh, technology is going to ruin the workforce. It's going to ruin the workforce." It's like, no, you're just being forced to adapt, yeah, and you don't want to, right? You know, if you choose to adapt and continuously learn, it's cake. Exactly. You don't even have to learn; it just happens on a regular basis. Yeah. But you know, the people, and this is the old school mentality. I've been talking about this a lot. Is where you know you had people that worked for a company for forty years, fifty years. Right. You know, now everybody's working. You know, millennials stand at a job for an average two and a half years. Exactly. Like that's crazy. You it's, know, never had that before. The career job, the career placement mm-hmm. is not there anymore. You're not going to do twenty five years somewhere, retire. It's just not the way it works anymore. And companies are adjusting to that now too. Yeah. So organizations are, are are building their infrastructure, understanding that, hey, I'm going to take you in. I'm going to develop you up to the stage you'll probably leave. Mm-hmm. And that's fine if we understand that relationship and are able to work within those parameters. Yeah. That's really what it becomes. You know, it's not this shocker anymore when somebody's leaving after two and a half years. Uh, that's And that's the craziest part. You know, it, it's it's just wild that that's like the added the normal added expenditure for that employee. Yeah, and then I can only imagine the challenges that that's going to put on, you know, the CEO, the training right. staff, and stuff like that. Because you know, you're only bringing this person in for you know, it still takes let's say three four months to catch right. somebody up to like a level of proficiency that they can operate well. Yep. And then okay, great. So four months. They're hopefully going to give you two weeks to a month notice. So now you've, let's just say on the long term, six months. Right. You only have them for two years. That's insane. Well, because millennials have witnessed basically an economy that people didn't get raises. Mm -hmm. Wages didn't match cost of living. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're witnessing this. So you enter the workforce knowing you're disadvantaged. Not having, you know, it in your in the top of my not having top of mind the fact that, hey, if I work really hard here, I'm going to progress. I'm going to get raises. I'm going to get, you know, bonuses. I'm Mm -hmm. going to have some sort of plan to develop myself. So they view it as for me to move forward in my career, I got to leave and go somewhere else and take a higher position when it's available. But I think what what's going to change now is, okay, so now the economy is stronger and companies are looking at it like, okay, well, we have a retention problem. So how do we retain our uh, our employees at a higher level? And that's continuing education, mm-hmm. okay, investing in them personally, you know, really starting to know people again as people and understanding that individuals make these companies. It's not Absolutely. a role, right? Absolutely. You know, so that's that's what I think the positive that comes out of that. And as as we get into that area where where companies understand that and are progressive in changing things you're going to see it settle out yeah and a lot of this will be you know it may never be 25 years again but it may be 10 years you know and i think that's a positive thing no absolutely i agree i I think i think for the next couple of years at least you're going to see more vice presidents operation managers whatever it may be are going to be young people or if they're not young people it's going to be people with Two, three, they've only been there for two, three right. years. You know, they had four years. They've now outlived most of the people they got hired with. All they have to do is perform in those years, and now they're basically running a company. Exactly. Like, that's exactly. insane to think exactly. about that. And then, I mean, the other thing, too, is that I think that millennials are realizing is there's such a better way to do almost 
everything. Right. right. You know, you want you want to learn something, just go on YouTube. Right. Like, I I messed up a podcast last yeah. night. Like, I got to full fix that. But like, I yeah. just start YouTubing, and boom! Like, I have a like I found a solution. I still got to tamper with it. Exactly. But I'm like, I just can't. I knew I know nothing about the software I use for the most part, other than the basic operations of it. And I just learned in six minutes exactly. how to manipulate, you know, an issue with a microphone. Right. Like, that's ins- Like, I'll, you know, you want to learn how to do this. Just YouTube it. Exactly. Oh, you know, I'm trying to fix this. YouTube it. Yep. You know, you know, oh, I don't know how to change my brakes in my car, but I don't want to pay somebody to do it. Just YouTube it. There's so much out there. At the tip of your finger. Somebody will, I'll be on the phone with somebody. They'll ask me a question I don't know the answer to. And I'm, I don't admit to it. I'm like, yeah. And I'm typing it in while I'm talking to them. Absolutely. On the phone, right. And, and within four minutes, you at least have a general concept mm-hmm. of what you're talking about. And that's not to say, and, and and I think sometimes people view that as like a bad thing, mm-hmm. but the reality is it's it's amazing. Oh, I think it's I think it's great. Information's everything. Yep. So our ability to adapt is as you know. I, I read I read something recently about um, most people don't read like a full article on something. Everything is scanning. Yes. And I'm 100%. like you know, and, and I get I get where you know. Listen, our our. Our lives now don't really allow us to sit down and read War and Peace every time we want to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's just the reality, <laughs> right? So the way we digest and, and and take in information is at a at a more rapid pace. And to me, that's progressive. That's not regressive, mm-hmm. right? So so you'll see you're seeing now the way media is put out, yeah, is adapting to the way people want to digest. It has it, to right? be, yeah. yeah. I mean, even even and I and I remember this pretty specifically in high school and college. You know, we came from an era where you would have to write these long papers, these yeah. very long-winded papers, and every kid knows you're literally just dumping bullshit in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just dumping fillers. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, I always I always wrote like that, so I ha- like you just you build up this general knowledge of writing like this. I'm yeah. like, even I'm not even enjoying writing this. Exactly. Like, I'm trying to write a book, and I'm like... Right now I'm at like 40 pages and yeah. I'm like, mm, book's like almost on. And obviously there's got to be tweaks and I still got to add stuff. But I'm like a 40 page book, but it has everything I want in it. Yeah. Like yeah. I just cut out the bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And I took a, uh, what is it, a critical writing course or something like that or, t- or a technical writing course. And it was like basically chop up this 10, this 10 page essay into half a page. Yeah. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. And once you do it, you're like, oh my God. I just saved myself exactly nine pages of nonsense for I don't need to know the the car was blue. I don't exactly. even care that it was a car exactly. as long as it did the function. You know, like it's just amazing. We don't, we don't, yeah, we don't lift exist in a world where we talk in prose anymore. Like it's like everything is like it, it's basically like the style of news writing is kind of now jammed into everything. Like, give me the facts. That's it. That's all Give I me want. The facts first, and if I want more information, I'll Google it later. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's basically it. And yeah. that's that. That to me actually broadens people's intelligence and capabilities and skill sets because it allows them to kind of explore multiple things without having to spend four years getting a degree in it, right? Yeah. Or two years, you know, taking a course on it, or whatever the case may be. So it's actually a super super positive way for people to kind of approach the way they they work and the way they they approach their jobs mm-hmm. and even even in your personal life it changes the way you you do things Absolutely. at home right so you get, like you have a kid 
you know, right. obviously one of our friends just had a kid, and I don't want to give him a shout out because I don't know if he wants me to talk about it. But you know, hey, how to you know ten ways to stop a crying baby. Right. One of them's got to work. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then if it's not, you go to the next. You, you right. just literally back. Go to the next one down. Right. Click it. Hope it has right. different answers. Right. You know, it's just it's insane how much, and people love lists. Exactly. Love lists now. Everything like lists. Everything like every LinkedIn article. Yep. List. 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 And I'm like, top clicked articles are like five things for this, ten things for that. Yeah. Just wrote one That's three it. things to look for in an IT company. Yep. There you go. You know, and and it did actually rather well, which I was impressed about. But I'm like, I don't care about the nitty gritty details. Right. I'll consult right. an expert, or I will spend a astronomical amount of time researching the topic if I really care exactly. that much. Yeah. But other than that, I just need to know that the top 10 things count me in, donezo. That's it. And, and there used to be like a fear like, oh, the information's bad because we don't know where it comes from, right? Mm-hmm. But like if you look, like the community itself has created such a structure for verification. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like You your, can't put out BS, BS anymore. Yeah, your BS meter is like on high alert all the time. Yeah. And you're like, I could click down five comments and decide whether or not this makes any sense at all. Oh, yeah. And that's it's so amazing. easy. And and the crazy part is, too, you know, only the real stuff is going to sift rise to the top anyway right. because people that are actually interested, like let's just say we were talking about health. You know, let's say health. I'm on the ketogenic diet. You know, somebody who has no idea what they're talking about, the ketogenic diet, is going to get no visitors, right. which means – Google is not going to put it at the top of the exactly. list. Exactly. And it will literally just filter itself out. Yep. So only the best of the best are going to be on top. Exactly. Unless Everybody's you're WebMD. afraid to put out bad info now. Like, you you self-check before you put anything out. That scares the you, shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, because you just get decimated. If you're, if you're, if you're, and I'm not talking about like, listen, sometimes facts are, you know. Yeah, it's slippery. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But when you just come out and you're just a, a, a fraud, complete fraud, mm-hmm. you are spotted immediately and everybody's going to let you know that they're on to you. And it, it can ruin you if you're really trying to do something, you know, that, that. Look at Bulletproof Coffee. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds terrible, but, you know, Bulletproof, uh, do you know the story behind Bulletproof? I've heard bits and pieces, yeah. So the the guy who started Bulletproof, and it's actually legit for the most part, the way it happens. And the guy who stumbled upon it it was like Yak's Milk, and he wound up drinking it, and all of a sudden his brain started working better, which literally happens for some weird reason. And he, they said, oh, you know, you put it in the coffee, and it like helps with the coffee. And, um, that and there's there's like a couple of I think it's like uh, coconut oil and you it's like coconut oil, um, uh, grass fed butter is like now the new standard okay. of, of it and then you know bulletproof coffee and this dude just got destroyed because he's like no the secret is the coffee with that but it has to be bulletproof coffee because that's like his his coffee right yeah like yeah, yeah. and then. You know, he's like, no, no, my coffee has this and has this and it's grown with this and makes it all that much better. And there was debunked and he just got yeah, desecrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like, no, like, you, yes, you have you do deserve some credit. You figured out this great method of making, quote unquote, bulletproof coffee. But it was like, no, that's not real. Like your coffee is not better than anybody else's. Exactly. Like your coffee is not made with many magical drugs or right, anything like that. Right. That's going to improve your body. It's just you need coffee, you need butter, and you need coconut oil, whatever yeah. the three ingredients are. And you can't come back from that now. No, no. It's I like, mean, you know, he's still super impressive. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's it's that lingers. Oh, that'll be it, that'll it, be clout forever. And it lingers on a global level too. It's 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 not like you know I'm a snake oil salesman and I go to town A. 
mm-hmm. and I get found out. I go to town B, and nobody knows who I am. Can't do that anymore. It's it's. You'll be on the internet real yeah. quick. I just <laughs> it's crazy because I try to Google my name every year, maybe a couple times a year if I have time. And uh, just today, I was like, oh, you know, like was cause so, somebody sent me a photo of myself, right? And I was like, oh, I know that photo, and. I had to go to my Facebook and, and scan through my Facebook. I'm like, all right, I found the photo. So it must be somebody I know because they were, they were messing with me. And I was like, you know, let me just hop on. Let me just Google my name real quick. And like, God damn, the amount of photos and stuff like that of me on Google, which I don't really care about because I have a podcast and I'm trying to yeah, be public. Positive. But I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, if you wanted to go incognito. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's no, there's yeah. no way it'll yeah. happen. Like yeah. there's way too many photos of me on the internet at this point yeah. where it's I don't think it would be possible to even come down. When you can't find somebody on the internet now, it's like you want to go to them and be like, "Wow, who, who are you and what are you really up to?" Well, yeah, exactly. You know? Like, what are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are, you can find anybody. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. It's it's just it's the internet has created this. If less you're private the whole time, which yeah. there are some people that are just happen to be extremely private, or people that just aren't involved in social media. Mm. That's the only way you're dodging that bullet. If you're not, yeah. not involved in social media, you're not involved with pretty much anything, and everything you do is public. If though you don't meet that criteria, somebody can find you. Exactly. Unless you have a super generic name, right. which I've realized is super hard to find people to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a long time, I fought like really engaging social media just for that reason. I mm-hmm. just... You know, I, I I felt like there was a certain um, benefit to not being involved at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. And as, as you move forward in business, it just became impossible not to put yourself out there in some sort to. of way. So, you know, I really – I'm choosy about how I engage, but I engage because – that's that's the future. That's the community. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody is. And you have to go where people are to get your message out. So you can't really avoid it if you want to be in business in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. But I think like now you're starting to see how how it evolves and how, you know, just how, you know, watching businesses use Instagram. Like to me, when Instagram came out, I was like, well, this what is this? This doesn't really mean anything to mm-hmm. me. And it's like. It's like now I'm at at work, like looking at the in, our Instagram page, like constantly. I'm like, that photo doesn't look good. We need to move this here. We need to do that. Dude, it's and like, nuts, yeah. man. <laughs> it's nuts. It's a weird thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I only just started my podcast. Uh, my podcast. I only just started my Instagram for the for the podcast. You know, I think a couple months ago, and I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for it. I'm like, I should have just started earlier. Should have yeah, just started yeah. earlier. And what's insane is and my friend jr i was speaking to my friend jr about this he goes people don't care about people anymore i'm like what do you mean he goes dude nobody cares that i'm jr and he runs a uh instagram called stock sharks i want to make sure i plug him but he's like nobody cares who i am like nobody even knows who i am most of the time unless they're a part of the group right but stock sharks exactly that's where it's at and i'm like what he's like nobody cares about me yeah but they care about the brand yeah. and i was just like that's the weirdest yeah. thing yeah he's like unless you're branding yourself which i kind of right. am in a way but not a hundred percent because i have the title but he's like you're not gonna get a huge following he goes it doesn't matter how many hashtags you use unless everything is podcast right. related yeah. and i'm like what he's like i'm telling you start one and i started one and like i hit a hundred followers like that yep. and i'm like that's 
the weirdest. Yep. Since it, like I could pull a hundred followers on ten posts, but I put five posts up, yeah. hashtag the shit out of them, and I lose three yeah. followers. Yeah. I'm like, what? It's a it's a crazy dynamic, and it's like you start to like I started to like really like get involved with like oh wow this is showing our personality as a, as an organization like this is like so much more than just photos mm-hmm. right this is telling a story this is this is painting a picture of who we are it's letting people know we started showcasing people in the office mm. like cuz you know like you know we're an asphalt company so you know you think like okay we're just going to have like uh you know heavy machinery you know dump trucks uh you know paves mm-hmm. that's like what our instagram should be right and and We've kind of like it's grown organically and it's like, wow, let's let's showcase this person from the office today because like they're awesome and we want them to know that they're awesome. And when people see that, they start to feel more connected to you. Yeah. And that's what we're starting to find is is we're letting them into our world. So it strengthens the relationship. It's not just like you provide a service and we contract that service. Now it's like even that person that I've only spoke to on the phone, it's like there's a place I can go and like see them face to face. Yeah. And that's amazing to me. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it's really about. So it's that's the changed the thing. way we view it Yep, completely. And our other social media. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing how social media is now this relentless force. Right. In the business world. Yep. Because back when social media was not like a thing, I shouldn't say not a thing, but back when social media was just about people, right? It was very different. Yeah. Now, the game has changed. I mean, and I and I want to say Facebook was the pioneer in, but once Facebook introduced the 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 pages, yeah. You know, you can have a page. You know, you people stop being people. Then you know, right? Kim Kardashian wasn't just Kim Kardashian. It became yeah. a thing. You know. Businesses could open up a page. Right. Now they can interact with yeah. the 23 million or however. I mean, I'm sure it's more than that now. It's probably 200 million plus on, on Facebook. But now that they can all follow, like that following thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, as, as our friend Dan says, you know, you build your tribe. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, your tribe, the people that follow you. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> He's like, no, but they do. Like, that's yeah. the thing. They're just your, they're your tribe members. I'm like. God, this it's is like your, so it's your team. Weird. Yeah, it's your team. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the craziest and, thing. And you learn to appreciate what that means. You know, like think about these numbers. Like you can never hope in a day where you didn't have social media to interact instantaneously with five thousand people, unless you were like a public speaker, right? Even or then. you were on the radio or whatever the case may be. Madison Square Garden's twenty three thousand people, exactly. Or, or, 26 or 27,000 people. Right. So if it, when you when you hit numbers like 50,000, 100,000, a million, that is a huge audience. People don't realize how many people that is. It's huge. Like god, they, I just looked it up today. Selena Gomez has 116 million That's ridiculous. followers, dude. That's Kim ridiculous. Kardashian 106 yep. million followers. The Rock 120 million exactly. followers, something like that. Crazy. Like crazy. Anything that that dude posts on a bare minimum, he's hitting two, three million people. Think about the power that that is. Like, like when you say something 
on one of these platforms. Like mm-hmm. the power. That's why I laugh when people are just. I guess. I guess you get desensitized to it because you're 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 so you're just on your phone. Mm-hmm. You're in the car, and it's like you or I on social media, but they have this million person, you know, hundred million person following behind it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you get so des- desensitized to the fact that you're talking to this many people. Oh, like yeah. If when I tweet, it's like, you know, if I get three likes, I'm like jumping out of the chair. Right. <laughs> but but, you know, like when The Rock tweets something, it's like people enough people are going to see that and people retweeted it, it. Yeah. Hundred million. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, a yeah. million likes. Yeah. And it could be like good morning with a picture of himself smiling, you know, like, and I have something so profound. I worked on it for an hour. And, like, nobody sees it, you know? Dude, it's insane, man. Like, it what is. it must be like to be the most famous person in the world. Yeah, yeah. And crazy. I don't care what anybody says, you know, the president's most famous. Bullshit. Yep. Kim Kardashian blows Donald Trump out of the water. Because there's a whole segment of people that have no political uh, uh, association. Or, yeah, you have or, the, the whole rest yeah, of the world. Exactly. But the whole rest of the world, I'll tell you what, knows exactly who Kim Kardashian yep. is. They yep. know exactly who Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande are. Yep. You know, it's like this, I mean, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. You know, it, just alone, we have, what, 330 million people in the United States. Yep. That means just one third of the population follows one person exactly exactly that's crazy that's insane that's crazy and you think about it like think about for a second what would i do with that if i had that like what what would i want to say like you could do anything you want exactly like would i would i like squander that on like nonsense or would i really want to use that for something powerful yeah but the reality is there's a reason that those people follow too of course. And I think part of that is they don't want something meaningful. They want to digest mindless stuff, too. Yes. We do, right? Oh, we, do. We, we love it. Yeah, we, we love want it. mindless stuff. And, and there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's something healthy behind that, too, because mm-hmm. you can't be serious about everything all the time. No. Sometimes you just want to look at a funny meme, and that's what it is, <laughs> right? <laughs> you just want to enjoy wrong. that, and yeah. that's it, right? Yep. So there's a place for everything. But I think we could experience a little balance there too. Oh yeah, you know, like like maybe shift our interest towards like, you know, somebody that's that's changing the world for the better. You know, absolutely, and give them some of that retweeting power. Absolutely, I think I think one of the craziest things, and I don't want to call, call anybody stupid, but I think you know when you when you do give somebody like I don't, and the only, I, I think of NASA, 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 NASA is the first thing that comes to mind, like. There's going to be a lot of stuff that they post that right. most people are going to care less than yeah. anything about. Like, yeah. but Ariana Grande wears a new fur coat and making, yeah. you know, a million dollars <laughs> yeah. photo, whatever yeah. it is. It's like, like you, that is so famous that it literally does not matter what you do. Right. You will be ultra rich for the rest of your life. Exactly. Like, if you want to make your friends rich, you want to make a non-for-profit rich. Right. All you got to do is make one post. Exactly. One post will blow any ad campaign out of the water. Yep. Like it's. And that's where a lot of this is moving. Like these people are making more money off of reposting stuff on social media than they probably do in their day jobs. And that's crazy. There's people that right now that literally all they do, they just built up a following. And I don't want to say who it is because I'm trying to get them on the show. But <laughs> um, they 
just started posting about like the rich and wealthy lifestyle because because yeah. somebody because one of their relatives had money, built up this facade of hey look at this I have all this money right you know and then was able to con- to build this following and now companies are paying him a couple hundred dollars a couple thousand dollars a post you you know you make a thousand dollars a post you post five times a day do the math right and and not even saying okay five thousand dollars a day. Think about that. What what that is in, in a year? Exactly. Like, God damn, dude, yeah. that's a lot. Of, like, yeah. even if you wanted to take a, even if you wanted to work one day a week, right? Like, holy shit, yeah. you're talking twenty thousand dollars a month. Yep. And then uh, whatever that's saying, you're only doing five posts. You know, do that. Do the math times twelve. You know, that volume is going to grow. Those the value of those photos is going to go up. Exactly. Like, Jesus. And that's what like, and it's crazy because that that's like, you see the way marketing has changed. Mm-hmm. Like and it's kind of on one hand, it's like really as somebody that's like super involved in marketing, it's ex- extremely exciting, mm-hmm. and at the same time, it's kind of like scary and crazy. There's no rules anymore; the rules are out the window. And you can always ask for forgiveness, exactly. And and then the the other crazy part is to add on to the no rules. There's so much shit going on that even if you do get caught, right, the likelihood of somebody being able to have time to do something about it, yeah. Is like so finite, yeah. Like it's just mind blowing, dude. There's just no, there's no, para- there's no, there's no barometer for judging what's acceptable and not acceptable anymore. Yep. So it's kind of left on you. You have to decide. Okay, this is pushing this too far. This is one of my favorite things. Is like Wendy's, uh, the fast food restaurants mm-hmm. Twitter account, where they're just like so well adapt to like crucify naysayers mm. in a very tactful and yes. hilarious way. Yes. But like I'm I've seen their it, comments. Yeah. It's rather yeah. funny. It, it's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrific. And you sit back and you're like, there's a team of people and this is genius. And they've managed to find that balance between protecting the brand mm-hmm. and protecting the brand on the other side. Right. Yep. yep. Without becoming, you know, a victim of like, Hey, they went too far. They're bullying. They're whatever yep, yep. people want to say. They've really mastered that. And that's like a prime example of like, here I am adapting to what this medium is, mm-hmm. but at the same time, still conducting business the way we want to as a brand. And that to me is, that's the finesse in today's oh, yeah. market, right? Yeah. I mean, it has to be. I, I mean, I was talking to one of my friends, um, my friend Natasha, she's been on the show and I was like, oh, your Instagram's pretty like pretty big 500 people but like yeah. that's bigger than mine yeah so i'm like i'm like you know we're we're shooting shit back and forth and she's like hey you know like the goal like if i could i'd post like six to nine times a day that's where you get right. the most engagement and this that and the other thing i'm like six to nine times a day that's like a full-time job yeah you know people are like oh you know how hard is it to take you know two minutes to, two minutes to make, make a post i'm like do you understand like you have to find the right photo have yeah, to apply the right yeah. filter you know how different you know if you don't know certain filters get more likes than other filters believe right. it or not because right. it, it Whatever it does, you know, you have to use the right hashtags. You have to find the right yeah, hashtag. Yeah. Like there's so much work that goes into making one post. Yeah. It's it's absurd. Unless yeah. you're a hot chick, they yeah. just win for some yeah, reason. Exactly. And They're I'm just not, winning I'm, in the social I'm, media I'm, game. I'm, I'm no hot chick, that's for sure. So. Yeah, me either. <clears throat> Nowhere near it. But like, that's it. They have the advantage of being hot and that's – I get yeah. nothing. And listen, you play the you play the hand you're dealt, right? So you gotta. So you either you you're either you have to be really uh, uh, involved in how you're in what your content is and what mm-hmm. you're putting out, 
or you have certain advantages and you take advantage of that opportunity. And, and, and if you can grow a business out of anything, I'm impressed by it as long as it's legal. I think now more than ever, you can grow a business out of anything. Right. I mean, just alone, the amount of the ways that you can outsource work is absurd. Like, I'm I'm re- I'm listening to uh, the Four Hour Work Week by uh, Tim Ferriss. Oh, okay, I don't, have you have you ever listened I, to it? I I started. I got pretty far through. And, Are you uh, physically reading or listening? No, I'm listening. To, uh, somebody shared it with me on uh, Audible. So. Oh, re- oh, great yeah, yeah, book, yeah, yeah. great yeah. book. And uh, so I'm hammering through it right now, and it's just and a lot of it I I was a firm believer in beforehand, but the amount of automation that you can have, yeah. you know. If you don't know what white labeling is, it's just reselling. You know, you go to JG Johnson, right? JG John, J J and G, yeah, yeah, whatever yes. it is, yeah, that yeah. Johnson brand, and you say, hey, you know, I want a white label. You know, Costco doesn't make, you know, I have Costco beer in the fridge, right? You know, it was given to me, so that's why I have it. But it, you know, somebody made that beer, right? Like a major company, exactly. And then they just relabeled yeah. it as Costco beer. Like the ability to do that. Make your quote unquote own product because you change the label and you a lot of times you can approach them and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Can I tweak it? And they'll make batches for you if you have that kind of commitment from people. And then from there, it's just hit the ground running. Exactly. It, like it's insane. You, you can you can. And, and what I think is impressive with that book, too, is um, figuring out how to live the lifestyle you want to live. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, we're, we're all so stuck in this tunnel vision of. Got to make a lot of money, then I can do A, B, and C. Which and is think, not true anymore. Yeah, the new mentality needs to be, okay, I want to do A, B, and C. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yep. Put put down on paper the, the the three goals you want for this year. And then every day when you go, go into work or whatever you do with your day. Wake up and read your goals. Yeah. Look at your goals and say to yourself, okay, if I do this task – is that getting me any closer to those goals? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If the answer is yes, pour gasoline on it, light it on fire. That's what you need to spend your time doing. Absolutely. And that's it. It's uh, it's actually funny you say that because I'm going to get a vision board after this. Okay. There at, you uh, go. at Michael's. I've, I, I've, I've always talked about doing it. I've written down some of my goals, but not all of them. And uh, yeah, I'm getting a vision board for sure. Because when you do that, you shame yourself into like, if you're not doing it, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's looking at you. It's saying, "Hey, yep. remember me," and and that's that's the most powerful tool you can have because when you just put something in your mind, nobody knows about it. You haven't expressed it. You haven't put it out in the universe. It can't happen. Yep. You got to put it out in the universe. Absolutely. We work in a world now where you could work remote. You could work from anywhere. Right. For the most part, it's all paper pushing. I shouldn't say it's all paper pushing. There's a lot of thought that goes into stuff. But you know, if you want that to take a week off, you know, you're like, oh, you know, it's so expensive. Right. Get a good credit card. Put put your major purchases on your credit card. Pay them off because you should have all of the money anyway for it. Right. Take the points. Pay for your miles. Fly wherever you want. And just make sure you pick countries that don't, that are cheaper to live in than here. Right. Right. Like, I screwed up. I went to Norway. It was goddamn expensive <laughs> as hell. But, like, my buddy just went to Thailand, and he and he was on the show a couple episodes ago, and he's telling a story. He's like, dude, you eat like a king. I think it was like 14 bucks. Yeah. Like a king. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, dude, it's so it's so cheap. Like, you just got to look. You could go reti- you could retire if you wanted to, right? Like, yeah. you got $10,000, $20,000 in your pocket. You could probably retire in another country. That's crazy. You just got to be willing to live there and live mi- yeah. a minimalistic life. Yeah. But 
It's insane. Well, I think that's the future too. Is I, I think the way we look at money is different probably than our family, our, our parents looked at money. And, oh, totally different. You know, it, it, I don't think you know. Yeah, do I want to drive a nicer car? Do I want to live in a bigger house? Do I want to have a boat? Do I want to do? Yeah, I'd love all these things, but I don't think that it it defines you know how how I choose to live my life via you know uh, my profession and and. My lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're more experiential now. So, yes. so when I weigh out a car versus an experience, I'm picking the experience because I, I think we we realize, you know, we've watched our parents grow up. I mean, growing up watching our parents work like animals. They re- they did. They and, literally and that did. was to live above their means in a lot of cases, right? Which oh, it, blows it's my mind. mind. It's mind boggling to us now, mm-hmm. right? And 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 it's funny, you know. I'm in my 30s and the way I view money I think is completely different than my parents viewed money. 100%. 30s, right. So it, it's funny you said you say the boat, you know. All right, try to rent the boat. Yeah. No maintenance. Exactly. Like you just rent the boat, you use it, you know if it breaks it's on them, you know. Exactly. And even and if, all right, so if you want to buy a boat, buy the boat in working condition. Don't beat the hell out of it and sell it at the end of the year. Exactly. Okay, so you took a couple thousand dollar hit on it. Yeah. It's not sitting on your property. It, the gas isn't getting old. Exactly. Like, that's somebody else's problem to deal exactly. with now. Same thing with the car. You know, if you only need the car for a couple months, see if you can rent it. It's probably going to be cheaper than buying it right. with the insurance the whole nine at the end of the year. And if you weigh the, do the math, then buy the car. Know that it's going to be a depreciating asset. You know, don't beat the hell out of it. Drive it for your period of time. Sell it. Okay, so you took a couple hundred dollar hit. Right. But it was cheaper than renting the car for that period exactly. of time. Like, just do the math. You know, it's like you had that older generation that's like, oh, I got to buy and hold on to this forever. Exactly. And forever and forever. And, forever. and exactly. I got to, you know, oh, my God, if I don't have the nicest car. Right. God damn. Like, my Honda Accord ain't that nice. Listen, I'm. Does the job. Yeah, that's what it is. And, 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 and truthfully, no middle class family mm-hmm. should be buying brand new cars. This is actually an economic oh, I agree. thing. Like like people have looked into this. It, it doesn't make financial sense mm-hmm. for anybody middle class or below to buy a, a brand new car. Now I'm not I'm not saying I do this because I'm I'm guilty. I bought a brand new car. My wife drives a brand new car, mm-hmm. right? So so we 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 break the rule. But mm-hmm. the the reality is we should be buying used cars. There's 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 a certain mindset that we need to kind of revert back to and it'll 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 change the way our kids think of money yeah and in a positive way and it's not about it's not about living less of a life it's about living a higher quality life yeah. not worrying about bills because you're not wasting money on exactly stuff. exactly um, you know people it was as i grew up you know my dad was always like buy a house buy a house buy a house right. i'm like why would i want to buy a house yeah. He's. I was like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. He's like, why? You know, you get you're gonna get all the money back that you paid for it. I go, no, you're not. No, you're- <laughs> and even if you do, it's a lot of work. Exactly. Like, I just remember my dad spending a ton of time working on the house. Like, why wouldn't I rent for a thousand, twelve hundred dollars a month? Right. You know, yeah, okay, I'm gonna pay twelve, thirteen thousand dollars for that. But if I want to leave. I get to get up and exactly. go whenever I want. Exactly. You know, buying a house in Long Island is great if you're going to rent it out and right. make a second income out of it, you know, and try to be financially free at that point. But, like, 
it's just the mentality between the olden days and the new days is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've seen it. Uh, uh, and I see this a lot in, in my line of work, the amount of um, homeowners associations and community type living situations, whether it's co-ops, condos, whatever that may be, has increased like substantially mm. since like the seventies. Oh, I believe it. So like where I think there was like 10,000 community, like Things that are communities that are labeled community governed mm-hmm. um, association type situations. I think in the in the 70s there was maybe like ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Now we're like inching up to like four hundred thousand. Oh, I believe it. And it's just it's in it's, the country. I yeah. Assume. Okay. Yeah. So people are changing the way they look at even home ownership. You know, I don't want to mow my own grass. I don't want to have a pool. I'd like to have. A community pool and tennis courts and yeah, I don't need to pay for a pool to use the whole time. A playground for my kids and and a lot of these communities are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You would kill to live in any of these communities. That's that's where where this is moving. That's insane. Yeah. So sing, single you know occupant uh, uh, or or single you know single family homes are are probably going to become more and more obsolete as we move into the future. And more people are moving to urban centers again mm-hmm. um, and more people are looking for these situations where it's maintenance free and they can focus on their lives. Yeah. My father would my father would spend all of Saturday in the yard. That's taking care crazy. Of bushes and like like I me and my wife are, are like we have three bushes in front of the house. That's it for the bushes. <laughs> I can take scissors and trim them <laughs> yeah. if I need to. That's it for the bushes. We're yep. not planting. If I have to take care of it, I won't plant it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Period. It's uh you know it's crazy. You know my dad my dad bought a and this is just a great story. But like my dad always had a lawnmower. You know for my for my yard we we live on an acre of property, and you know like you said you know Saturdays. All day, yeah. Sunday, all day. I'm like, for sixty bucks yeah. or whatever it is, yeah, you could pay somebody. Exactly, you get your whole day. Yeah. You know, okay. It, like, why wouldn't you? Oh, oh well, I get to save money. Well, why wouldn't you just work another hour and a half? Exactly, and get another. You know, if you're gonna do yard work for six to eight hours, let's just call it six right. to keep numbers easy. You're gonna do yard work for six hours for that sixty bucks. Why don't you just work an extra two? That extra two hours paid for that and now you have an additional four hours of your exactly. life to yeah. use yeah exactly <laughs> like it just makes no sense the yeah. way that they're all and and that was and the craziest part is everybody did it it's it was it was that's just what you did and you took pride in it and 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 i get it because as a homeowner i get like i i go and do like the the most minor enhancement that I do myself uh-huh. and my wife's listened to it for the whole week. Like uh-huh. I'm like, how does, how does that light I put outside look? <laughs> She's like, all right, all right, I get it. You put a light up, you know, yeah. congratulations. Yep, yep. You, you took two wires and twisted them together. Hey, it's you know, still you, work, can, you man. can pick up your prize, you know, now. So it, it, it's, there is a sense of pride there and there's a hundred percent. It's, it's, I understand that portion of it. But there is also, you know, a quality of life that I think my parents sacrificed working so hard to achieve what I think, you know, you get to a point where like you're secure and that's great. And then there's that next level where it's like, I'm doing this because I feel like I have to. Mm. And I think whenever you get to a point where you're doing things because you feel like you have to, that kind of takes takes the pleasure out of it. Yeah, time to take a big step back. So you can look at it like, 
yeah, I'm progressively doing better. And maybe I keep my lifestyle financially where it was before. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. You know, keep keep that professional growth and that economic growth should be something you enjoy that journey. If you don't enjoy that journey, then it just becomes – it becomes something that – that you're going to resent later. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever resent, you know, my, my career. I don't want absolutely. to look back and be like, I did, I work like, I work like a dog for what? Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I think, a, I think a lot of the other thing too is, um, is where we live, you yeah. know, at least where I grew up, you know, Oh, so-and-so has got a new car. Yeah, well, my yeah. parents are going to get a better car. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to get this car and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get yeah. the best, the best, the best. And it's like this competition of who can get, who could spend the most goddamn amount yeah, of money yeah, exactly. possible. Yeah. Like, and I never realized, but you know, I played lacrosse. Lacrosse is a rich kid sport. Exactly. I had no idea. And I'm not calling anybody who do plays lacrosse that is having trouble affording it. But, but like, it's expensive. But it's right. literally like the most expensive sport yeah. you can play, dollar for dollar. Yeah. But the amount of sticks you break, every stick you break is at least $100 plus. Yeah. Your pads, you know, you get the prima donnas that only want to wear pads for one season. Right. You know, a full set of pads could easily be a grand. A helmet could be 2000 I mean, $200, dollars $300. Right. You know, you know, a head for a lacrosse stick. The stick alone could be 250 to $300 right. if you get like... Top tier stuff. You want a nice, you want the nicest equipment when you're out there, right? Uh, yeah. You don't want to look like, you know, you don't want to look like you threw it together. So yeah, it's just like it's insane how much money lacrosse stuff yeah. is, and then it, it it's like this race of how much money can you possibly spend? Who's got the nicest? Oh my god, you got the nicest stuff. Like let me try that on. And then it's like, oh well, so and so got it. You know, I'm not cool <laughs> if I don't have it. And it was like I look back now and I'm like. Holy shit, how much money was wasted on like exactly, yeah. Not even sports, just like gear that was almost was used, you know, I used it for a year or two, definitely multiple years, but it was just it was so outrageously expensive yeah. for what you got with it just so you could say you had the newest and yeah. nicest, you know, Lacrosse Unlimited would come out the with the magazine yeah. every month. Yeah. And it was just like humbling yeah. kids and I'd be like oh how cool would it be to have this stick and <laughs> yeah. you're talking to your friends like oh I'm getting that and I'm like dude it's like $300 yeah, yeah. I know my parents are going to pay for it. Yeah. I'm like 300 even $300 as a kid you're like that's a lot of money yeah yeah it's 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 insane and it's like I talk to uh, people their kids are into like um, horseback riding it's like another rich person sport thousands and thousands of dollars dumped into this mm-hmm. and listen when you you want to, you want your kids to do what they love and and be a part of things that they enjoy but there's so, other ways to do it yeah it's it's you look at something like that and you're like that is mm-hmm. that is like a college tuition that is a literally car that's a vacation that's all these things and it's 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 exorbitantly expensive like, yeah it is unbelievably expensive absolutely the uh the, and i think the other crazy part about it is not only how much money that we're spending on that but hold on I drew a blank god damn it it'll come back to you it will come back to me not how much money they're spending I lost time it. time no it wasn't time because there's so much time that's put into it too well, that's the other thing. Yeah. It's oh, now I remember. It's 
It's not even the time. Obviously, there's a tremendous... Like, my mom is willing to drive to East Northport, like, weekly to drop my brother <laughs> off at basketball, which is totally cool. He he loves it. But, one, the amount of money that's being spent, yeah. and two, not even the time, but the likelihood of you becoming a professional. Well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Is everybody... Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I got to put statistically, if you put your kids in all these sports camps and this, that and the other thing, the likelihood of them coming out as a professional is less likely than if they just picked it up and did it themselves like the hard knock way. You know, oh, hey, mom, dad, do you have a lacrosse stick? No, let me go pick one up at the junkyard or whatever it is. You could use this. Learn how to use that. Like you got to you have to want it and you constantly have to be working towards it. You know, my brother's like, oh, I'm going to be a pro one day. I'm going to be a pro basketball player one day. I go, Jack, I love you to death. But let's be realistic here. You're extremely good. You're extremely talented for you, for where you are in life. But if you're not genetically gifted to be six foot seven or six foot five and over, right? The likelihood of you even having a shot at being in the NBA is like zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And listen, there, there's there's exceptions to the rule. But here's where where that line is is okay. You can say I, I'm going to go pro. You can believe it. You can want it. You like need to want it at such a level. Oh yeah. And I think anybody can achieve anything within reason. Mm-hmm. You know, like listen. Obviously, you know, there's there's things that that are just out of our control. But generally, as a rule, you can achieve anything you want to achieve. But you truly like, and you have to be honest with yourself. You truly need to want it. Oh yeah. So like in a situation like that, that's not something that like. You part time, you mm-hmm. know, that's something like you want it. You want it 24 hours commit. a day, seven days a week. Yep. Every meal you eat, every night when you go to sleep, every morning when you wake up, every activity you choose to partake in, yep. everything you do socially has to be wrapped around that dream. Otherwise, it's, it's yeah, you're never going to be it's the impossible. Rock. It's just impossible. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 just the crazy thing, too, is, you know, and nothing against school counselors, but these uh, I just know because this is what I went through. It's like, oh, you know, what do you want to do? You know, it's like, dude, I'm like 16, bro. I have no (laughs) idea what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do after school. Yeah. (laughs) Like the next 20. Yeah. Being an astronaut's cool until you realize you basically need a Ph.D. to become an astronaut and you have to be balanced in equilibrium statuses and the fluid in your ears. So take (laughs) off and this and that and the other thing. And I'm like. So why don't ask what do you want to do? Just get through this shit, man. Right. Like exactly. get through it and figure it out later on in life. You know, oh, what college do you want to go to? What college degree? The amount of people that go out and get a goddamn college degree to not even use it right. blows my yeah. mind. Yeah, it's insane. The amount we're, of money we're in, we're socialized to believe that that's just what you do. Yeah, it's, right. So there's no thought behind it a lot of times. There's people that know what they want to do and mm-hmm. there's people that have no clue what they want to do, but you're you're going to college. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But, but if you don't know what you, know. you want to do, like my sister, my little sister's like, yeah, I think I want to go to Clemson. I'm like, Cindy, what do you want to go to school for? She's like, oh, I don't know. I was thinking about becoming a dentist, but I'm not really sure anymore. Right. But I just really want to go. I go, you are going to waste a tremendous <laughs> yeah. amount of money to yeah. get out of college with a piece of paper that says the yeah. same thing. And you're going to do that job that you didn't think you were going to want to do. I used to say I'll never work in an office. I go into an office every day for the past 10 years. Yep. Right? So, you know, like I don't want to work in an office. I don't want to wear a shirt and tie. I don't want to do all these things I don't want to do. Everything I said I didn't want to do, I've ended up doing. 
Ugh. And it's, but it's not in a negative light because, oh, okay, good, good. because it's along the way, like I discovered, like you make judgments on things based on bad facts, right? Yes. So, so you, you think I want to be, when you're seven, you know, 16, 17, you have a picture of the adult you and that adult you is whatever, you know, yeah. whatever that, that is for you. Right. And along the way, like you just discover so much yeah, shit happens. So the, the, the change between 19 and 25 is huge. The change between 25 and 30 is huge. And I'm sure when I'm 40, I'll have a completely different view of who I am and what I want to do. And the way I look at it is you're never really grown up. You're just on this long road to, to something and you're, you're evolving and it's a, it's a journey and it's fluid and it's constant. And the exciting part of that is now I'm doing all these things I never thought I would do. And I'm probably at the best place of my life ever. And it's like, it's like my entire, my entire universe seems so open to me now because, because you learn that closing doors in your mind. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that is, is self-limiting and, and at its the finest. wrong way to approach any, any situation. So now my, my two rules are, I say yes to almost anything, mm-hmm. unless I think it's going to bring me harm. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, and I just commit, you commit and 80% of life is showing up. I think Woody Allen said that. Yeah. And, uh, I, I live by that and I believe it. So yeah, everything you think you don't want to do now, just wait. You'll end up doing it, or you'll something end up that doing way. it, or some version yeah. of it. Yeah, I think the the other, and the other thing too is when you're 17, even at 18 years old, you have no idea what the world is like. Like, yeah, and and here and let's just let's just use me for an example. 25 now, roll it back to 18. Right, just a handful of years ago, like. I didn't know Dropbox was a billion dollar company. I didn't even know it was going to be on the way to being a billion dollar yeah. company. Who would have thought when I was in high school, I ne- nothing ever clicked in my mind saying software is going to be the next right. billion yeah. trillion dollar industry. Yeah. Never. Didn't yeah. didn't cross my mind. Yeah. You know, I never thought that, you know, automotive design would even be a thing. You know, yeah. hey, I'm going to work on the next generation of future cars. Like you don't know what the possibilities are even out there. Like honestly, I challenge people, go go home. You don't even have to look for a job. Just go on Indeed. Go on go on Monster. Right. Go on all these jobs. Go on ZipRecruiter. Go on all these job platforms. And just, especially if you're a young kid and you're listening to this, and just look at the things that people are doing. And if you really want to get crazy, Google the companies. Yeah. If your mind does not explode with excitement, right. I am you are yeah. a lost soul. Yeah. Because there <laughs> yeah. is so much opportunity out there to do almost anything you want. You know, hey, if you can't be an astronaut, who the hell cares? You want to be somebody that works on helps develop at yeah. the spaceships? Like I would have never even that developing or, or start the next SpaceX, and you'll be uh, then you can just make yourself an astronaut. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. And if there's not a job, create one. Yeah. You know, I, and I always thought, oh, it's so stupid. You got to find a job. Like, no, I didn't think I was going to start a podcast. Shit, now I have a podcast. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm a radio host. Like, exactly. I just became a radio Like, hey, I want to become a radio host. Said it, be- did it. It's done. Now you are. Yep. And that's it. it like, it's, uh, and I would have never, cr- it would have never crossed my mind at 17 years old. Like, oh, you got to be a radio host. You got to, oh, what do you, so what is, so let's, 18 uh, year old me, what do you have to do if you want to be a radio host? Well, I probably have to go get a four year degree in college and ra- in, right. in radio. Exactly. And, yeah. And, like, no, you don't. Look at Howard, yeah. Howard Stern's a savage. Like, exactly. 
You don't need a degree to become like, okay, great. Nobody's going to hire you. Start your own. You got to be willing to go and do what it is you want to do. And that's basically the bottom line. Look at like filmmaking. I when I I wanted to be a filmmaker. I, I was going to say you went to school for that, right? <clears throat> yeah, for a short period of time I went to school. Uh, I went to film school, and then I came out and I I actually you know um, funded and and directed and wrote my own own film and shot it. It was terrible. You'll never know the name of it, so don't <laughs> even ask me. Um, <laughs> but the. It used to be like you looked at someone like Kevin Smith and like he shot Clarks. It cost him like 30 grand. And, he, uh-huh. you know, and it was like, OK, like if I could raise like that much money. Now, if you had like three grand, you could go out and shoot a film that looks pretty comparable to. Look at Paranormal Activity. Exactly. That 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 entire movie was shot by the couple. Exactly. The entire thing on a. I think like a $700 camera. Exactly. And then they had friends help them out and make the movie. Exactly. So like, all the all the tools God are there. Damn. So yeah. like that's why we're in this like feeding frenzy of like, you know, you want to you want to you want to have your own talk show, go on YouTube, create a talk show. Literally, it's funny you say that. My new favorite thing on YouTube just recently is um the dad joke competition. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, with yeah, the, with the two guys, guys across from each other, yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> that is that, and Gordon Ramsay cooking yeah. are like my two yeah. favorite things on the internet right yep. now. And it's just amazing the, the power of that. And that I, whole setup probably costs, you know, the two mics. You know, they're probably let's say even on the high end, let's just say the highest end mics that most people use. So four hundred dollars a piece. You're gonna get a mixer. You know, yeah. five hundred, six hundred bucks. You get a camera. You know, twelve hundred dollars exactly. Somebody has an extra room in their house, 1200 bucks. Right. All said and done. Like the possibilities are endless now. And that's 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 so powerful and it's it makes now listen, it makes the competition that much that harder. That much harder and 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 listen, that's always going to be, you know, that always climatizes itself. So like the competition goes up, but you know, the quality of the product goes up as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, People that are really tr- truly good at their craft are always going to rise to the surface in that. But it is a very competitive world now. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, distinguished by like this guy was able to A, raise the money, B, do this, do that, and take those steps. Now it's like you're either good or you're not good. Yeah. So you better bring your A game because if you want to make it, you, you're going to fight a lot of a lot of fish to to swim to the front of the pack, right? But I, I think like that's that. like that. that's a crazy, crazy powerful time that we live in. That's oh, absolutely amazing! Absolutely that's amazing. Then I think the other thing too to add on to that is, and it goes back to the sports thing. You gotta want it, yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah. You want to create a podcast? Great. You can go out and get a Blue Daddy mic, eighty bucks, plug it in your computer, you can start recording. Like, there's, I'll tell you all the secrets to making a podcast. It, I mean. Literally the easiest thing. Sign up for iTunes, submit your RSS feed, find a hosting platform, done. That's it. But now what are you going to do? Yeah. So now, all right, so now you got to drill down. What topics are you going to do? Like, you have to want it. Like, I'm just under 30 days of hitting my one-year mark for podcasting. Right. The amount of podcasts I've just seen alone, and I'm not even watching a lot, that have started and failed in less than a year right. blows my like you're just not committed. Yeah. 
Well, like, that's what it is. I'll give this a five-year run. <clears throat> and if I'm still yeah. having fun after five years, great. I'll keep doing it. If I build yeah. up a following, great. I'll keep going. But, like, you know, you're going to give yourself one, three months, two months, yeah. you know. Everybody thinks, oh, my God, I'm famous. Like, exactly. no, you're yeah. not. No. Yeah. Just not how it works. Well, the definition of famous is different now, too. Mm. You know, like, what is famous now, you know? Yep. You know, because you could just have, you know, you could create your podcast. This It used to be that some sort of vehicle had to make you famous, right? Like, Paramount Pictures had to make you famous. Uh, Not you anymore. Know, you know, you know uh, CBS Radio had to make you famous. Like, th- these vehicles had... Now it's like, it, it, you could do it yourself. Look at PewDiePie. Yeah. 53 million subscribers yeah. on YouTube. Yep. Or now it's probably more. And That's, he makes 10-minute videos that are absolutely mind-melting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. yeah. But it's just insane. Like... Yeah. And that's and that's that's the that's the powerful time we live in now. You can make review websites and make a ton of money, uh, review videos and make a ton of money. Yeah. You can come up with something that's the weirdest, stupidest thing you've ever seen, and mm-hmm. people are just—it's the power of clicks. If you can get people to to the view click, it, the click, the, the click. download, the listen—yeah, that's crazy. Power. Yep. That is real power. Yep. You get a million clicks a month. Yep. Like, God damn. Yep. That is some control you have. Exactly. exactly. Mind-blowing. And now you're seeing it go into our politics. You're seeing it go into every aspect of our lives. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. I had a meeting the, last week, and, and we're getting towards the end of it. But, you know, now with the way the world works, I said, you know, if you don't believe me, and you know, this is going to sound off the wall, watch this. Test something. Talk about something you never talk about before. You know, you have a baby. What do you have, a cat or dog? No, I don't have any pets. No pets. So go home. Talk to your wife about dog food. Yeah. Spend the whole night talking about dog food. Oh, my God. Harrison told me to go home and talk about dog food. (laughs) Like, talk about something that you literally never talk about. Dog food. Love dog food. Think about what dog food I want to buy. And just keep saying it. I guarantee... I shouldn't say guarantee because there's no guarantee, but I will almost guarantee you'll hop on Facebook later or you'll hop on Instagram later and you will see an ad for dog food. If you think your phone is not listening to you, oh, yeah. you are being lied to. Yeah, because I just think about something and it ends up on my, uh, I'm getting retargeted. I'm Creepy. like, I didn't even know you were I was, I was thinking about that, you know? Creepy. <laughs> like it's, dude, it's insane, man. That's what it is. It's insane. Like... Just the level of sophistication that people that that people have and stuff like that, and, you know. And I didn't believe it, and I tried it, and I started. To, and somebody was like, "Oh, you know, check out dog food." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, dog food, dog food, dog food." Spend all said. I must have said dog food a hundred times in a day. <laughs> Never talk about dog food. What do I find the next morning? Well, Ads for dog food. Well, Purina, whatever the blue blue ribbon. I don't know what they are because I got hammered with them. I remember them all now at this point. But it was just like. God, like photos of dogs. Yeah. Do- and, like and like my fo- social media feed is now full of dogs. And don't get me wrong, dogs tend to make me very happy. Yeah. But absolutely. it was just like it was dude, it was insane. It was insane. I, I believe it. There's something there's something to it. There's something to it. If it, you look at how much they do know about you from what you know they're gathering information from, and then you think about stuff like that, and you're like, Well, if I had the power to do A, B, and C, why would I not? Absolutely. Go all the way. Google scans all, yeah. all these, all this, and, you know, we'll pull out keywords, this, that, and the other thing. Like, right. It's not stupid, you know, yeah. and if it's not doing this, it's doing it for 90% of everything else. Right. 
Right. Scary shit. Hey, listen, it's the world we live in, so we accept it. Just got to keep moving it forward. Is. You want to sell me dog food? Sell me dog food. <laughs> for, my, for my baby. Exactly. Sell me dog food for my children. Yeah. So if I go home tonight and there's a baby holding a bag of Purina Dude, on, on my computer, I'm going to screenshot it, send it to you. <laughs> I will scre- screenshot it, send it over. It's, like the, the, it's always funny. The Illuminati's watching. Yeah. They're yeah. there. They, yeah. they know it. Yeah. Whatever it is, if it's software or whatever, but yeah, listen, creepy. Hopefully one day I'll be part of the Illuminati. That's the way I look at it. I don't need it to go away. Just let me be part of it. That's yeah, just let me let me join, please. Yeah, yeah I'm all about inclusion. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you what to do and not do. <laughs> I just, just want to be a part of the group. Yeah, just exactly. like, like, hey, uh, two things. One, can I get in? And two, is this shit even real? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Or do you guys just play like bingo on yeah. Fridays? Is this, you know? is this all facade here? Is this all an illusion that you guys are putting on? You know, <laughs> yeah. like you find the craziest humans possible and then right. they like visit all these stores and give out like documents. And, like, <laughs> what, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I used to, I bet a little short story. I used to work at CVS and uh, there was a guy, there's actually, there was actually a couple of different people, okay. but they would come in and they would give us like, packets of information oh, of wow. why like the Illuminati is real or you or aliens exist and it was ah, like okay. oh my god all of a sudden I started handing out these packets and this that and the other thing all of a sudden the cops are outside my house like uh yeah you might be a crazy person that's uh, that's a good start wow. but if you're not you know he's like he's like no I'm telling you like they're they're there they're watching they know they know I know like you know my internet stopped working and I was like <laughs> all right man like stop smoking the ganja yeah, bro yeah, yeah. But leave the packets anyway because yeah. I do want to kind of see what oh, you're hell into. hell yeah. <laughs> I've read a lot of those things. I'm like, yeah, dude. absolutely. This dude's not, he's just got a lot of details. Yeah. Hey. Like maybe he knows something I don't know and I'm just an idiot. Sometimes the craziest stuff, they piece it together so well. You kind of like – you read through it and you spend a lot of time like kind of looking at it. And mm-hmm. then you kind of got to go like take a cold shower and be like, okay, that's not real. Yeah. Don't fall for it. You Nuts, know, man. I'm better than this. I'm not going to fall for this. Oh, my God. I love it. All right, brother. We just hit one hour and 30 minutes. Oh, I'm sure people are probably tired of listening to me by now. So, I mean, I like to think they listen every week. <laughs> I should say every week, every episode. <laughs> Absolutely. This, Absolutely. Yeah, this week was a lot a lot of content for people to, to digest. Yeah. But uh, how do people find you? Do you have any social media you want to share and yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we didn't even talk about paving, so I, you're going to have I to know. come back. Uh, so uh, real quick plug, I'll make it short. Advanced Pavement Group. So go to advancedpavementgroup.com. We do everything from asphalt, concrete, drainage, uh, full full on asphalt, uh, parking lot maintenance programs, everything from pothole repair to seal coating. Um, and we even do all the way to new construction and reconstruction projects. So mm-hmm. we're a full service facility uh, uh, maintenance and, and construction company. Uh, we're located right here in Islip. We also have an office in South Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, and, and we're in a, in a growth period right now. So we service right now, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and we're looking to be, uh, anywhere from Virginia to, to Boston in the next five years. So nice. A lot of expansion. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. Exciting time. Do you have any social media you want to share or keep them private? Uh, you could check, uh, check us out on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, go to advancedpaymentgroup.com. All the links are there. Um, definitely follow us. We post a lot of cool stuff. So do you manage our social media? Uh, I, I do. I do. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, so there you go. Follow him on Insta and you can reach out yeah. to reach out to Ralph if you need any paving or anything like that. 
Terrific. All right, brother. Thanks, Listen, for, uh, I appreciate thanks for coming it. down. I hope it was everything you hoped for. Oh, well, it was everything and more. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, living up to the expectations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like and some. I like it. All right, until next time, brother. Thanks, Harrison. Alrighty, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. Like I said, sorry the intro was long-winded, but I think it was worth it. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Smash that subscribe button, share it out with somebody, tell somebody about the podcast. That is the ultimate goal. It helps grow. It's actually growing quicker now, which makes me super happy. I've also been putting in a ton of work, but it just makes me feel good. You know, I put in all this work, and my goal is to bring my knowledge and my guests right to you, you know. That is the ultimate goal of this show is to just, you know, bring their brain and basically give it to you and then have them on every couple months, get you reengaged with it. And you can also follow these people. That's, you know, part of part of the podcast is to get these people out there and then you go follow them. If you have an interest in, you know, paving, go follow Ralph. If you have an interest in financial planning or divorce financial planning, go follow Sal. Go go hit Sal up. You know, if you if you're thinking about being a funeral director, go call Greg. That's what it's here for. And those are just the last three that I did. Or, you know, accounting in the new accounting laws. Go follow Hosway. That's what it's here for. It's here to educate you. And you're not limited by just this podcast. Go follow them. You know, keep track of them. See what they're doing. A lot of, I don't want to say a lot of these people, but some people are going to be starting podcasts this year to help educate the public in general as well. Super, super important. Huge thank you to all my guests lately. I shouldn't say lately. Of all time, you know, this is episode 68, 69, something like that. We're getting up there. I'm pretty happy. I'm, I shouldn't say I'm pretty. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm unbelievably proud of where I've gotten. And that's pretty much it. Check out the website, brutallyhonestpodcast.com. You can subscribe for the newsletter. That's where you're going to find out all the latest and greatest that's going on. As soon as I have my graphics card, it'll be updated tenfold. But till then, I'm like working crippled. Um, it's kind of difficult when I only have one screen and I'm used to three. And that's pretty much it, guys. BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Huge thank you to the, the, my sponsors, ReadResumes.com, R-E-E-D, Resumes.com. You're looking for a resume. Even if you're not looking for a resume, you're at a good job. Take a snapshot of your life. Get your resume done. Doesn't mean, you have, doesn't mean you're looking for a new job. Just get it done. It's kind of like going to the doctor. You know, but you don't need to do it every every six months. You know, get it done every couple of years. Just get a little snapshot of where you are. You know, it can't hurt. And then you could look back. The My thing is, you know, you look back at where you were to where you are now. You know, you could see the gap of progress that you've made. That's always pretty interesting. You know, it's kind of like a little way to measure. You know, I never did it until just recently of being able to take that snapshot of where I've come, where I've been and now where I've come from. And I'm like, oh, my God. I've made some pretty significant life changes, but you don't realize because you're just living it every day. Readresumes.com. Go check him out. He's going to get you the help you need or write the best resume you've ever seen. That's it. Also, huge thank you to the nerds I care. Business owners, listen up. If you're listening to this podcast and you've made it this far, first, thank you. Second, I hope you're sleeping well at night. If you're not, are you, are you backed up? Is your data secure? Are you meeting compliancy? Are your employees working efficiently? Is your software outdated? You know, even software. Get expert advice. Nerds that care. They're going to provide you with help that support you. They're going to keep your employees running and operating more efficiently. 
they're going to make sure your backups are secure. They're going to make sure they're going to assist you with compliance and and that kind of stuff. So the government's not knocking on your door or these banks or whatever it may be. That is the stuff they're going to help you with. And if your software is outdated, ask them. They'll do some research for you and they will get you the right software to keep your business running even more efficiently. Now more than ever, you don't have to pick and choose which areas you want. There are so many all-in-one solutions that work specifically for your niche industry. Niche? Niche? Go check them out, nerdsthatcare.com. Huge thank you to them for for supporting. And that's it, guys. That is going to wrap up another week of podcasting. I'm super stoked. I have more coming next week. I'm actually trying to plan a vacation, and I can't plan a vacation because I have podcasts booked for so far in advance that I don't want to reschedule with people because that's just the life I live. It's the weirdest thing. But as always... Huge thank you to everybody supporting. Huge thank you for everybody listening. Brutally Honest Podcast. Check it out. Love you guys. Till next time. Peace.